ain't no regular Taz show. It's the Friday Throwback Snack. <laughs> Friday Throwback Snacks? Mm. Every Friday, Taz takes an inside look at a classic match. <laughs> this is how you kick off a weekend. All right, guys. What up? What's going on? What's up? Welcome. Welcome to your Friday Throwback Snack. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, everybody, for downloading this edition on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn, Radio.com app, maybe TazShow.com or on the actual website of Radio.com. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate the love, as you guys know. You guys always support yours truly and do the right thing, so it's much appreciated. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, It's going to be a fun episode for those that maybe never heard it. Because uh, it's an HPM, it's a top 10 strongest wrestlers, basically of all time, uh, it's just got to be updated, and we will update this shortly, soon I should say, not shortly, but um, um, but uh, for those that have not heard this, maybe some newer fans of the Taz show, like I said last week, <clears throat> excuse me, when we had a little throwback snack of HPM, I, you know, there's a lot of folks that you know, have not heard some of the old school Taz shows or HPM's you know, Human Podcast Machine. That's what that stands for, for those that don't know. And we did a lot of fantasy drafts, top tens, Mike Tanay, my man, myself, and Seth. And they were always fun to do. And uh, they are going to make a comeback soon. I can promise you that. We got to, uh, it's my fault. We've been a little lazy with getting them done uh, in the past, I don't know, over a year. We probably have another fantasy draft. So, uh, We'll do something. Uh, gonna be tough to gather Mike Tenay. He's West Coast Jones. No, he's Las Vegas City. So uh, a little tough if we record early. It's gonna be really early for Mike. But we'll try and figure something out. Maybe we could uh, Jimmy something up uh, with some wiring. Uh, talk to the uh, crew here, Seth and everybody. See if they can get it going. Probably not. But uh, we'll just act like we can. No, I kid. Well, we're gonna give it an effort eventually here. But um. If not, we'll have someone else jump in there uh, or just whatever. It'll be cool. We'll, we'll make it work. But anyway, so top 10, right? Strongest wrestlers. So, you know, look, as of current, as of today in 2018 and, and you know, listen, last year too, I'm sure I remember it was 2016. I know definitely 2017 as of 2018 also. The guy I'm talking about is Braun Strowman. You guys remember I used to say his name like that back in the day. Yeah, so Braun Strowman, uh, Strong City Jones. Yeah, so I think it's great that even in this day and age, you know, a strong man, because Braun Strowman is a legitimate strongman. He's won many competitions, strongman competitions, not just entered them, not just been in them, not just been in the top 10, but Homeboy's been number one, okay, in these these, uh, strongman competitions. So, you know, Braun's a gigantic guy. I never had the opportunity to meet him, but I, he's, I think he's like 6'8", 340-something pounds, 6'7", somewhere around there. He's just a massive human. And, you know, you could question WWE's booking on things over all these years. They've been in the wrestling industry, you know, decades upon decades upon decades. But the one thing you have to admit, for the most part, they really know how to book the big strongman. They've, they've done this for years. So we've seen we've seen it, and they do usually do usually do a pretty good job of it. 
you know, back in the day, you had guys like Hercules Hernandez, who wasn't as big as Braun, but Herc was just a strong son of a gun and and uh, was WWE, you know, he wrestled all over, Tampa guy, but he, but WWE had a, WWF at the time had big success with it, and they pushed him hard as a strong man. I mean, Ken Patara, Olympian himself, strong man himself, uh, Ken Patara, uh, also even before that, uh, was really built up big and pushed. Uh, hard many years ago in WWF, even for Vince Senior, um, you know WWF and uh, Ken Patara, another strong man with the full Nelson. I mean, there's so many. The Warlord, uh, you go on and on. There was so many big men. I mean, so many big strong guys that they pushed. But Braun, in modern day, I have to tell you, you know WWE is doing a really good job. I enjoy the way they push him. Uh, a lot of the bits we've seen, the stuff they've done backstage with him lifting up trucks and cars and moving stuff and he's screaming and you know flipping over buses whatever the hell he's doing it's always entertaining and it's crazy and his feats of strength and yeah maybe there's some some of it's gimmicked and he's helped but it doesn't matter they're making it entertaining they, they found a way somehow to have brock have some kind of i don't want to say humor but there is definitely well, now humor is probably a better word than comedy i don't want to say comedy definitely some humor so where he doesn't try to be humorous, but it just comes off on some things that he does with some of those bits, with Roman Reigns and stuff that we've seen. I mean, and it's he it makes him a little more human. Uh, my whole thing that I've been upset, not upset, but I've always said what they do with Braun wrong is I, I just don't like when he grabs a microphone. I think this guy is a big, powerful, huge, massive, insanely strong guy. He shouldn't talk into a mic like everyone else. He sh- he's he's so big and strong. His voice is so loud. And they could mic the ring more. Well, you don't have to have a mic in the man's hand. I just don't think he should do that. I think keep him like just, you know, just a big, raw-boned, you know, f- like farm boy-esque, just super strong son of a bitch. Because that's what he is. So uh, WWE's doing a good job with him, and but they've they with that humor stuff, but it gives some funny, funny, ha ha. It's definitely, um, it's definitely gives a different layer to to Braun Strowman, which I think is awesome. I think is awesome, and and it's 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 a lot of fun to watch him how they push him and build him, and it's really cool. And uh, and and I I've said it about him when he was first coming up, I had concerns. I said it right here on the Taz show. I've had concerns where, ah, can this guy actually work a match? Is he just a, an attraction? You know, can he go out there and work? I've been a naysayer on him before I really watched him work. And he has rapidly become a very solid worker in the ring, uh, using some psychology. Uh, he's booked the right way. Uh, we've watched him wrestle longer matches he uh he does a damn good job he he is more he's shown that's another layer he is more than just a big huge powerful you know freak uh freaky man i should say uh just calling the guy freak's not right freak you know that's not right freak but uh calling someone that's not nice he's a big freaky man that's what i should have said but um you know so yeah i'm a fan i'm a fan of the way they're pushing brown they're doing them right and um it's been really a great ride for the guy. So I'm sure he's happy as a pig in poop, as they say it. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see uh, when, you you know, if you go back and look and watch some of the, um, some of the older, older back in the day, older uh, strongmen and stuff like that. It's to- totally, 
you know, different type of push. The guys were very one-dimensional. Uh, and now we're going to talk about these because, again, this is a throwback, throwback snack, uh, HPM Jones. So we're going to do that on the other side of break. But, yeah, it's definitely a, a different way the guys were pushed. You know, totally different way that the big strongmen were pushed as opposed to the way you see they're doing Braun Strowman right now. So I want you people to take a look at that as you're watching WWE as, as you know, weeks and weeks go on here. Um, you know, it's... Uh, uh, He's a special talent, Braun Strowman. I just wanted to talk about him a little bit before we drop the the HPM because, uh, you know, I mean, I've talked about Braun a lot, covering him uh, from matches and stuff like that, but I never got into detail like that about him. But he's a legitimate strongman. There's no lie about it. Um, you know, he, he he's he's something special. They, they book him. They use him the right way. Very unique. Sometimes I would throw a flag on some things, but then I'm like, well, they, they always finish right with Brock. Uh, I'm sorry, not Brock, Braun. So they always finish right with him. So um, um, it's pretty cool. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy what's about to come up here. But first, you know what I got to do. I got to take care of a little business. Talk to you about my friends at uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loan. See, support for the Tasha comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loan. See, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage, you know, gives you that confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's very easy and simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident when you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family. And these are very important things. I can tell you that from experience. It's vital, you know, when you're doing this for the first time. So, or second time, or third time. And that's where Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans helps. So whether, you, like I said, you're looking to buy your first time or your 10th, uh, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a very transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's very convenient, okay? Uh, trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at a touch of a button, okay? And it's safe and sound, you know what I'm saying? So in addition, you're getting a real mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. So there you have it, my good friends at Rocket Mortgage. So in the meantime, I'm going to go to break right quick right here. And I want you guys to enjoy on the other side of break. Top 10, Fancy Draft Jones, top 10 strongest wrestlers. Be right back. My name is Taz. This is a fantasy draft edition. You know, one of my special deals. And this is going to be on top 10 strongest, strongest wrestlers, jacked up, powerful dudes. I am 
joined by the professor, Professor Vegas himself, Mike, today. Hello, Mike. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, and I'm going to try and turn over a new leaf this week. Huh. All going to be positive for me. It's, it's, it's great to be on the podcast. It's great to talk to you. How wonderful it is <laughs> that we have Seth not only producing the show, but also getting involved. And let me tell you, I cannot wait to hear the fans' tweets. Hey, you, must have hit the, you, must, you must have hit the exacto last night or something. <laughs> Jeez. Did you hit the triple? What? Yeah, the trifecta will click every now and then. <laughs> and it's Seth good, is, It's always uh, good when it's just under the taxable amount, I, too, you know? That's nice. But I, mean, but I digress. I digress. I, Seth, uh, my producer. Seth, say hello. Hello. Everybody knows Seth. He's a world famous on Twitter. He's a cult hero. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Here we go. Top 10 strong stresses. So this basically is pretty self-explanatory what we're going to do here, guys. All right. So it is to a certain extent. Uh, here you know, we go. Right. You know, where I, where I went with this list, maybe I think we're probably going to be very similar on a lot of these, but there's so many different kinds of... Of, of strong men, so many different kinds of, of strength. What, what are we using to measure it? Is it visual judging? Are we going to judge by using in-competition numbers, which I did in many instances? The, the one thing I will say when it comes to some of the wrestlers, what I'm going to do here is I'm totally going to defer to Taz, because who would have a better opinion on so many of these people in terms of strength than someone who has competed against them. Or someone like myself who's been watching from 20 feet away, from 10 feet away, from whatever. Visually, I can judge. I know stories. I know stats. But I will defer to you, sir. Well, it's rare that you defer the microphone to anyone. <clears throat> so, that happened once, right? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and it's obvious that you're f- just so frustrated that you, you're, you're not hosting my show. I could tell. <laughs> Because every friggin' fantasy draft show, right. Seth, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this, because you right. probably haven't, today has an opening monologue, like he's Jimmy Kimmel or something. I, I noticed. He's like he's Kimmel. It's like he's... He, he, he's, he's like co- Johnny Carson. He's like Johnny Carson, yeah. Hello. <laughs> comes out, he's got an opening monologue. Thank you, Ed. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this guy comes on my show, and he's got a monologue. It's, it's amazing. It's so pent up. I, I need an outlet. He needs an outlet. <laughs> oh, I'm taking a high road on everyone else that than the company you work with. So I will digress in three, two, one. All right. So what's your top ten, Mike? Today, who's your number ten? I should say, it's top, uh, top, uh, Schnabel's Furnum's strongest wrestler. Do you know I always like to start off with maybe a little different spin on things than you guys did. Yeah, we saw, I we the last saw that we the, did. the last list. Yeah. Number 10 for me, I'm going to put him on this list, and I'll say that probably neither of you will have this individual. Again, completely different kind of strength. My number 10 is going to be Danny Hodge. Mm, I like that a lot. I know what, where you're going. You know where I'm headed great. with yes, this? Yes, sir, I do. Danny Hodge was a world junior heavyweight champion, God, for decades. Uh, but Danny Hodge had a completely different kind of strength. He had grip strength. He snaps. I've met Danny Hodge and had the, <laughs> and I shook his hand. <laughs> Brother, I know. <laughs> this, is, this is a guy who even, you know, into his 70s, right? Yeah. Can, will, can sit there with a pair of pliers and snap the pair of pliers. Amazing. It's a truth. Absolutely amazing. But, uh, a quick aside, a quick funny story. Uh, remember, in the WCW years, we were all checking in to a hotel in, in whatever city that was. And get, get off the elevator. I noticed that the, the elevator, another elevator door opens on the same floor as me as Bobby Heenan. I walk down to my room. 
put the key in, I go to turn the, the, the door handle, and the door handle comes off in my hand. <laughs> Heenan walking by, no, no eye contact, never misses a beat, says, slow down, Danny Hodge. <laughs> I'm, sta- I'm, standing, I'm standing outside my hotel room door with the door handle in my hand. Slow, slow down, Danny Hodge, and just keeps, right, keeps, keeps going, walking right on by me. Nah, he was known for that. I, I, I met him, um, man, I was in WWE, and we were doing like a SmackDown. I probably, wanted, probably Oklahoma City. It was Oklahoma City, and and he came backstage and uh, all in the locker room, and all the boys were so respectful to him, and... You know, it's rare that you see wrestlers getting autographs from other wrestlers. And that's what happened. I mean, because he's Danny Hotch. I mean, he was signing guys' boots. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. And uh, really, really, uh, the stories about his grip. And I remember, you know, J.R. was telling a lot of the stories about, like, stuff you were saying, you know. Uh, just to make his, you know, he knows him and all. But uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Good pick right there. I like that. And Danny thank you, Hodge, thank you, thank you, sir. Good pick, good pick, good pick. And grip strength, a little bit different. And in wrestling, a lot of people don't realize your grip is vital. Your grip is so, in amateur wrestling or martial arts, you grip any sport. I don't care if you're a pro baseball player or a basketball player or a football player or you play lacrosse. Grip is everything in sports. It's where it starts, your hands, you know. So, I, speaking of grip, I want to take my hand and grip the throat of your neck, Seth. Your stack of dimes. So, please tell me who your number 10 is. Wait. I'm flexing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to kick yeah. him right in the yam bag. Yam bag. Right. Uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Good pick. Is my number like 10. like that pick. Um, I just remember hearing about, you know, him working out, like, uh, shoulder pressing 300 plus pounds yeah, for reps yeah. and He's everything. strong dude, for real. I, I, yeah. I, I don't have him on my list. I ain't going to lie. I like that pick, though. Yeah. I like that pick. That's a good pick. Good job. He, you know, he teamed with a Hogan for a little while, and he yeah. showed him working out together and shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a badass. No, he, he definitely was a uh, uh, good guy, too. I think he played football at University of Tampa, I believe. Oh. So yeah. I know someone that's else right, went there. Right. Hey, Mike. The Brandon Ball, as Gordon Brandon said, we would Ball. call him from Brandon, Florida. Mike, uh, the guy doing the show with us here is an alumni of University of Tampa. Oh, really? Yeah. Correct the mundo. Ooh, yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah. Not, not exactly the Ivy League. No. But no, it's good enough for John Matusak. It's good enough for me. <laughs> no knocking anyone else who went to the University of Tampa. Freddie Solomon. But you went to UT and you had to deal with Seth. God bless you. <laughs> this guy did not go to class. All right, so number 10 for me was the Herc. Hercules Hernandez. This is my number 10. I, I think just the frame of this guy's body, his thickness, his genetics – and that's something, a word you guys will hear me talk about a lot during this, the genetics, because a lot of times you could train all you want, lift all you want, diet all you want. If you, if you don't have good genetics, you're not, and you can take any kind of drug you want to. Genetics take a big part in what you have in, in regards to bringing power, strength to a weight room or to a ring or to your appearance. And I think Herc had all of that. Uh, he had what we call short muscle group. Again, talking over both your heads here. and uh, I want to be educated. Short, like I said, I defer to you when yes, it comes to this. Short muscle groups, and that's not a shot. Oh, Taz, you should know you're short. No, that's not that type of short. What I mean is short muscle group where tendons, his tendons, even though he was a taller guy, uh, Fernandez, uh, Hernandez was probably, Herc Hernandez was probably what, Mike? 6'3", uh, 6'4"? Six, six, yeah, in that neighborhood. Far from short, big dude, but he had short muscle group. If you look at photos of him, at his pecs, at his biceps and shoulders, they were not elongated. They were not, um, I'll give you a bit. Brock Lesnar is a guy with long muscle group. If you look at the size of the, the if you took a tape measure and measured Brock's pec, his chest, from top to bottom, the length of it, 
and someone like a Hercules Hernandez, you'd see a big difference. Now, Brock, obviously, is a super powerful guy. But I'm just saying, most guys with short muscle group have a lot of power, and they don't have to be short guys. So there's your education. So Nice. I love it. Yep, well, there's not much you guys are going to say after I say that. No, so, awesome. I mean, I mean we're, at, that, at that point, we're, we're just going to bow. Come on. You would think I'm in better shape at this point. But you know what? I'm pushing 90. You, you know an awful lot about it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I'm I just think. waiting for you to really put it into the process. Is, it my, is, it, is number nine? Does that mean me? It's nine? Yeah. I, <laughs> Judy, just, go ahead, Mike. This is your last show, by the way. You're done. Uh, <laughs> I should only be so lucky. Nine. Nine <laughs> yeah. for me is another one that I, I'm going to say that neither of you have on your list. I hate uh, when you say that. It's so disrespectful. Because it's, it's condescending. No, Mike, it's, it's condescending. That, it's just that maybe you should Bullshit. come to the fork in the road. Uh, I, I, got expect, your I expect that you and Seth are going to go to the right, and I may take uh, a left. Mike, it's very condescending and conduct becoming of you. <laughs> exactly like me. Would yeah. you expect it? What else would you expect? Nine for me, I'm going to say pound for pound. That means he's a small guy. Ray Mysterio. Not, not that small, but pound for pound. This is a guy who was probably 250, 260. I'm talking about Doug Furness. Doug Furness, believe it or not, still today in, in 2015 has college records that still stand. Uh, Doug Furness, for me, for being somebody his size, what, what he was able to accomplish, pound for pound, Doug Furness is sort of an odd one on there. I'm putting him at number nine, again, just to be different. Well, you're not different because he's on my list, small He's on my Damn. list. All right. And I got him. I gave him a lot more credit than you do, but I digress. I can't okay. wait to hear what you have to say. Oh, I got it, brother. Got it. Good. Go ahead, Dan. Nitz. I'll what be you waiting. Got? Oh, you're fired up about that one. Yeah, yeah. I got him, um, based on you know watching him over the last couple of years, I have Cesaro at number nine. Okay. I, feel, I okay. feel like he is a powerhouse. I saw him pick up the big show like he's a you know like a sack of potatoes. I mean, this guy is, is extremely powerful, very lean, but he just is. very strong. Short muscle group. Look love, at his body. Love, love the pick. Look, look at his muscle, but look at his body. Look at the muscle group, and, and think about what I'm telling you. Short muscle group guy. Believe it or not, I had Cesaro on on just just just, just outside go. the top ten. But the, the reason being, I decided to go with Danny Hodge. But when I see Cesaro, the guy that I think of is Danny. Hodge, he's, he's obviously bigger than Danny Hodge was, but it's the same sort uh, of deal where when you do your visual judging of Cesaro and put him next to someone who has more of a bodybuilder look, you're going to automatically think that the bodybuilder is stronger. I, I, I love that pick because I think people in the know would say Cesaro, probably one of the strongest yeah, active guys in our, business today. Our newer fans would know, too, obviously Cesaro. So I think it's a good pick. I don't have him on my list, but he definitely uh, definitely earns that for sure. Good pick, Seth. I like that. Um, my number nine is the great Bruno Sammartino. Uh, Bruno was always known as a strong man, and uh, a lot of what Bruno, and he trained a lot years ago with a bodybuilder named Franco Colombo. It's from Italy, uh, Sardinia, 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 Sardinia. I'm saying it wrong? Right. And Franco Colombo, you guys ever heard of Franco Colombo? Didn't he break his leg in the World's Strongest Man competition? Yes, he did. With no, the refrigerator I, on his back? Ivan Putski did. No. Oh, Franco Colombo did. You're right. He did. His leg snapped. Very, very, very famous Franco Colombo was in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys know him, but yeah. He also, anybody who saw the movie Pump and Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Frank, uh, the great documentary on bodybuilding from this, about the 1975 Olympia, uh, 
Franco Colombo was very close friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger because they both came to America at the same time. Uh, one from uh, where was Arnold from? Australia, Arnold, Austria, it? Austria, same Australia. Good night, mate. Good night, mate. And uh, my man Colombo's from, uh, from you know. So anyway, so yeah, they uh, Bruno Sammartino, I believe. Boys. Franco Colombo's one of your homeboys. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, he was a monster power guy, but Bruno. This is about Bruno's my pick. Bruno, I think, had uh, they were friends. There was something going on. They were buddies. They trained, you know. So, but anyway, Bruno was known. I don't know why I just brought up Franco Colombo, but Bruno was known um, as a a, a, during his era, that era, one of the stronger guys as far as power. He was a power lifter, not a bodybuilder. Totally was. He looked like a wrestler. You know, hairy, thick dude. You know, like a, a fighter. You know, and that's that's how it was back then. So that's my number nine. Okay. How great do I think that pick is? Because my number eight is Bruno Sammartino. There you go. How about that? Let, let me point out a couple of things about the accomplishments of Bruno. Think of the time period, as you pointed out, early 1960s. Think of how different the world of lifting was in the early 1960s. Let's look at some of the, the differences. Yeah. Drug-free. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Early I'm not saying that about Bruno, but I'm saying uh, I, I not as prevalent. I, I think okay. it was around. Okay, do you think there's any way that what was available in the early 1960s? Oh. Thank you. And I don't I don't need to go any further. But right? There's a difference. I, I'm going to get a little detail. Okay. I want to talk about this, but back then, any of the stuff that any bodybuilder or athlete could find was real. Now, and in the past 20 years, a lot of stuff is bootleg and tampered with, and it's maybe 20, a lot of it's a placebo. You think you're taking something that's real, and it's, it's laced with other stuff. Uh, I, this is where, uh, this it's a whole other topic where, here, boys. I think it is part of the topic, in a sense, and I want your feedback on this, because like I said, this is, this is a topic that I don't claim uh, to be the, 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 the be-all and end-all. Tell, tell me about specialization in terms of lifts these days, the wraps, the d- different things that they have to help them that they didn't in those days. Well, and and, and, and one, one last thing, and I'll let, let you go yeah. on that. Bruno, in terms of lifts and reps, I think just in a completely different stratosphere than anybody else in that era, but go ahead. I think you're right, and I agree with you on that. Uh, The difference back then to now was education, obviously, to a lot of things because of evolution. Education to recovery, number one, meaning those guys were all overtraining because they had no idea that your body actually grows when you rest it. And they didn't know that. And then I'm not knocking those guys. That just that was the mindset back then. The more you train, the bigger you get. The more you eat, the bigger you get. A lot of those guys were not ripped back then. You didn't see a lot of vascularity and lean muscle. Because the other lack of education that they had was nutrition. Okay, it, it was a whole different look at nutrition. To them, it was about you drink milk, you know, you eat steak, and you, and and you know, you drink beer, and you get thick. And that's why they were all thick, powerful, strong guys because they were high protein, you know, and all that. Today, guys are leaner, and they're smarter to nutrition. Well, not just today, but the past, geez, 15, 20 years. So there's a lot more education to nutrition. There's a lot more supplements, natural stuff, that can help you lean out your body and, and bring more protein in as far as overloading your your kidneys uh, with, with uh, you know, protein uh, you know, left over of red meats. So there's a lot more education to nutrition and, and uh, supplements, as I said, if you're natural, you know, back then those guys didn't know that they were hanging and banging old school, just lifting and drinking milk and just doing their thing, you know. Uh, but that, you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, yeah, that's that's the deal. Education, my friend. 
Anything and else, Mike? Did I help you? You're good. You just gave us. You want to put me over? You, you, you that, that, that's what you just gave us. I, I, I figured I'd, I'd let you explain. You're the expert on this. Put me over a little more than that, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's enough. It's early <laughs> at pick number eight. I mean, come on. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Who goes? You or me? Me. So. Uh, yeah. Great segue from uh, Bruno. I have superstar Billy Graham at number Love eight. It. Love it. Now, how do you know he was strong? Uh, well. First of all, look at him. And second... That doesn't mean anything. Uh, true, true. But he also... He, I know he worked out with Schwarzenegger. That doesn't mean he's strong yeah. either. I don't know. And he, I, I thought he was a strong wrestler. He the way he handled the guys in the ring as well. His his physical presence was ahead of his time. Yes. The muscularity he had and all the training he did. Bodybuilder. Again, yeah. short muscle group. Look at his body. Look, I'll keep saying Look at the Look at his... Look at someone's pecs. Look at how... Sh- you know, that... So I'm not saying he wasn't he powerful. Was vertically. Yes, vertically. Thank you. I don't know how powerful he was. I really don't know. I'm sure he was a pretty strong friggin' dude because he looked it. I gotcha. But I don't, I think, because he had more of a bodybuilder look and he always was flexing in the ring and posing that I think people were looking at him like a Hulk Hogan. I don't think when you think of Hulk Hogan, you don't think of him as being strong, in my opinion. You think of Hulk because of his body and he was big, big. and thick, you know. So, uh, you know, I mean, look, all these guys are strong. There's guys that, that have pot bellies that are strong. Yeah. Sure. N- look, Kevin I, Owens. How do you know he's strong? Uh, just watching him in the ring, the way he's picking guys up. Like, I'm not and, saying he's not strong, yeah. but how, how you, you... That's what I'm basing why it Why is it always about the current guys with you? Why Why do you have to... Nah, you're you just trying to pick a fight with me now. If I, if I pick a fight, I'll throw you through the window, bro. Well, just, well, I didn't say I have a chance to win the fight. Mike, I'm going to murder the guy. It's his right point now. of reference, Taz. It's a point of reference. Thank if you. If he hasn't seen it in the last five minutes, he's got to Google it. You know oh, that. Ah, wait a minute. I, I said I had turned over a new leaf. Set. I apologize. Buried uh, in the back end. Buried in the back end. All right. guys are a couple of bullies. You are. Speaking of bullies, on cue, Seth, you are the man. Because my man, high five. My man, my man, number eight. Ow. Two guys, neither of you, uh, two guys, a guy neither of you guys will have. I promise you this. Uh, Seth won't know him. Mike Tanay will. You, said, you called me a bully, right? Bully Busick. Bully wow. Busick. Wow. Look at Tanay. I knew he'd pop. Wow. So pop. Now, now, were you in Smoky Mountain with him? I just missed, just missed him. I, I never met him, but I was when I had dark matches for WWF years ago. He was just coming in, getting his push, but I was not in Smokey with him. No, did you know him, Mike? I never, I never knew him. I did not, but I sure watched him. You know, uh, this, so many of his matches through the years. Worked in Texas a lot for World Class, right? Yep. But Gary yep. Hart was there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to get back to that. The Koran. <laughs> It's not available unless you like $300. <laughs> Let me tell you about this Busick dude, man. Bully Busick, for those that don't know, Seth, um, this guy was don't. was known as a powerhouse. Like, he very, like, locker rooms knew how strong this guy was. He was a very, very strong guy. And if you look at Google pictures of him, he was like, okay, you'll see. Well, he's a thick guy. He's, he's put together. He's not like some ripped bodybuilder guy, but you could tell. Anybody who's trained or been an athlete, you could see he's a powerful guy. And... He had a reputation back then of being known as he's a super legit strong guy. So that's my number eight, Bully Busick. I went, went, went a little bit different there. So what are we up to here? Seven? That minutes? is a good one. That's a good one. We're going to break? A, that's a good one. No, Mike, no. Are we, are we oh, oh, break oh slow down today. Slow down. We're going to break, bro. So you do a TV show, radio excited show. excited about seven. Moment. All right, we'll be right back right here. We're going to continue with the top ten strongest wrestlers. Uh, right here on this fancy draft edition with myself, Seth, and a professor, Mike Trey, as our special guest. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the warm, cuddly, fuzzy Taz. The Human Podcast Machine. All right, let's talk about my boys over at DraftKings. So, the Bronx Bombers and the New York Metropolitans are in the top of the heap. Life is good. 
You want to make some money? Grab Harvey. Grab Tanaka. Grab Texera. Grab some Astros and Cardinals. Call it a day. You're good. Hey, man, I uh, did pretty well. I went, uh, took some Yankees, went against King Felix, and the Yankees smacked him around to share a little Grand Slam. I won a couple bucks. Oh, wow. A little DraftKings action for Seth. That's very nice. I'm very proud of you. Boom. Good job, Jobber. Well, anyway, hurry to, hurry to DraftKings.com right now. Enter promo code TAZ, that's Taz, and play for free. You could win part of $300 million in prizes awarded this season. Use promo code TAZ. For entry right now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. All right, welcome back right here to this Fantasy Draft Edition Top 10 Strongest Wrestlers. We're up to number seven, the professor himself today. What do you got? Yeah, at, at my number seven, and I just wanted to point out, Seth's previous pick of Billy Graham is one of the reasons why, uh, for, for someone like Seth and myself, it makes it difficult. If you're visually judging, I think he would, would immediately jump to that conclusion. So while I had Billy Graham, I had him written down as somebody I was considering. I kept him just out of the top ten. Just. At, at just slightly out. And by the way, at, at my number seven pick, I decided to go with someone who, again, people might not think of right off the bat, yet in terms of feats of strength... Oh, I know who you're going to say. ...in the ring, and, and I, I decided... Wait, I wait, wait before you say it, can I just... I, I'm going to say his initials and tell me if I'm right. Go ahead. Because, again, fans out there, we, we never share each other's lips. I think I got that, that, was, that was obvious with uh, the, the last the podcast last show, we had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Exoticos. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it to them. They know. The Joe like Block AT22 from Mexico. Yeah, no. Um, give, give, give me. Who do you BB, think I have? BB. At BB. It's not BB. Okay. Is it, is it DB? My, my, my choices when it came to this, I, I, I thought of a prototypical person to put in at number seven. And while I would, I would consider Brock Lesnar in the same realm, and, and God, if, if Taz is going to tell me Brock Lesnar is even stronger than this guy, I will defer. But my number seven was Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Well, okay. Can I say something right now? Can I say something? Go. My show? Okay. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> I, this is a, I'm so glad you brought his name up. I don't have Steve Williams on my list, but there's a big but. I will say the strongest person, because none of you guys are smart enough to ask me that question, and today I'm disappointed in you on that. What? Yeah, you heard me. Um, <laughs> the strongest person I've ever been in the ring with. I just, I, what, what have I done 10 times in this broadcast? Defer to you because you've been in the ring. He has. Yeah, but you never said, Taz, who's the strongest guy you've ever I was getting to that. Why Why ask at number six or seven? Go You're ahead. You're lying, Mike. You're a gambler. You don't tell the truth. We know this. <laughs> um, please. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Uh, number, uh, number, time, uh, number, the strongest guy I've ever been in the ring with was the, the, the late, great, as you just said, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> I never, I was in my prime. I mean, I, this was ECW at its blatant best. I was in my prime. I was in really good shape, and I was, I was cooking on all cylinders. And I got in the ring with Steve Williams, and at least two times in that match, I felt like, okay, this guy can do whatever <laughs> he wants with me anytime he wants. Thank God he likes me. I, w- I wasn't like afraid, but I knew that I, I, I was overmatched. Hmm. I never felt like that. Uh, 
only one time when I pissed off Bigelow in a match, I felt like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah I got bam, bam, mad. I, I think you mentioned this in the test. Yeah. Like Kurt Angle as well, though, you said. Well, Kurt's another guy, but Kurt was different strength than Steve. No, Wyatt. I mean, it was yeah. like he could do whatever he wants. Yeah, Kurt, you definitely, yeah, Kurt, for sure. But um, Steve Williams was, ah, there was something. But I didn't put him on my list because. But, but yet you just said one sentence ago he was the strongest guy that you were ever in the ring with. Correct. But I don't know if that means that he was. I don't look at him as a guy that, like, when I talk about, um, give me an example. When I talk about when I say a guy like Bruno Sammartino or Bully Busick or, or like I said, Hercules Hernandez, those guys are known for, for lifting things and being strong or being powerful. And, and, and I'm talking about locker room uh, uh, tales that I've heard. Sure. I've never heard that about Steve Williams. I felt it. That's why I said I didn't have him on my list, but I wanted to talk about him. I didn't know you were going to bring him up, so there you go. Well, I mean, t- to me, the thing that's most interesting about this is and I, I tried to stack the top of the list with guys with, with competitive numbers that you could actually back up and, and, and you know championships that they won. But then you have that other group. You have that Brock Lesnar, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, that, that type of strength. You also have, and, and how do you get a measure on someone who is like the size of a Bam Bam Bigelow, the size of an Andre the Giant, the size of a, of a big show, when they never really competed in, in, in terms of competitive uh, weightlifting where you, where you have actual numbers. So, again, that's what, that's what makes this list, I think, so interesting, you know, whatever direction you decide to take. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say, Mike. I mean, I'm a, I'm a complex guy at times, too. That's a whole <laughs> other note. <laughs> but thanks for the insight on Dr. Death, Steve Williams. You're welcome, Mike. That was friend. good. You're welcome. Uh, Seth, you're bringing me down. Who, who do you got? Number seven, Polish power, Ivan Putski. Ah, okay. I mean, okay. even before he got all cut up, I know he's a, he used to be a big barrel-chested, big belly guy yeah, back yeah. in AWA, but he was always a strong man. He always come across. Yeah. That was like his gimmick. No doubt. That was his gimmick, and yeah. it was legit. He was a very strong guy, very nice guy, too. One of the nicest guys when I was working, coming up, as they don't call they didn't call him Indies back then, and he was a star coming on the circuit then, and, and he was always treat us young guys really cool. His son was a different story. Oh, Scott. Ouch. But uh, he was okay. I mean, but but Ivan was great. Ivan was a really, really good guy. Uh, hey, know. Professor, I, I know you... you uh, we'll talk about a different book, Freddie Blassie's book, because he talked about Ivan yeah, Putski. Oh, that's today's deal. Do, yeah. Do you remember what he said about Ivan Putski? I, I, I don't remember specifically what Blassie had to say. Educate oh, me. Wow, Mike. Thanks, he, uh, thanks for putting Mike on the spot. Sorry, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry that I didn't memorize Freddie's book word for word. Go ahead. At least you, you love the guy. Like You know, he's like a second father to you. He's uh, a third. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he hated Pusky. Pusky used to bust his balls all the time. I think he finally like, oh, whacked, yeah? whacked him in the leg with a cane or something. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. He got real pissed because, you know, Freddie was older and he was but taking advantage. I'm wearing, I'm wearing his gold sequin jacket as we speak. <laughs> and nothing else, right, Mike? Well, <laughs> uh, well the exotic too, too many details. Uh, the exotic coast. All right, Liberace. <laughs> Liberace. All right, who are we up to? Seven with me? Seven with all you. Right, seven with me. I got uh, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think some of you guys might have him on your list. Tony Atlas, uh, watch this man in the gym, uh, you know, bench press 405, 405 pounds for reps. Reps. Jesus. I'm talking, she's, I don't remember the number, man. It was I, th- I think it was that, it, I think Tony Atlas got mid-fives easy with the bench. Oh, yeah. I'm saying I watched him train with 405, mm-hmm. 405 pounds. It's 445-pound plates in each end. And uh, I was in there training shoulders with somebody. We were doing a show up for the Savoldis. 
up in Maine somewhere. We're at some like YMCA gym, and they just barely they had enough weights for Tony. And uh, and the cool thing with Tony Atlas, he um, would with the younger guys, he would teach us different concepts and lifting. I learned a lot from him huh. years ago. He would talk to the boys about training, like in dieting, and he wasn't an ego guy about it like me. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> he was nice. He was nice. Tony was a good guy. I like Tony. You know, just. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I think Tony Atlas, Mister USA, is known for the power. This guy had legitimate power. Still big you know? too. Yeah, man, Tony Atlas, no doubt. All right, so what do we got, Tanay? You got number six on you, son. What do you got? Nice pick with Tony Atlas. Six for me is one that I would, you know, again, if you wanted to overrule me on this, I'd love to hear it. It's, okay. it's from the Powers of Pain, the Warlord, ah. and again, this is a visual judgment on my part, but. I, and, that, and that's really what it is. Well, I'm it, cheating here. Mike, uh, Seth, number six, tell today what I have. Yes, um, Warlord. <laughs> I have him at yeah. my six. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things. I don't have anything to prove it. I don't have any numbers specifically for what he did right. in terms You're of a right. bench, although I, I, think it's, I, think it, I think he easily has done a 600-pound bench. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah um, but I just, I, uh, I'm putting the Warlord at six, and, yeah. and I'm going to let you do more of an explanation yeah. when you Listen, get to your pick. He, uh, whew, man, he, he is legitimately strong. I mean, um, Again, another guy like I, when I mentioned not having Steve Williams on the list, but that's like you just said about Warlord. You don't have ex- legitimate numbers on him. I don't either. But he's known for being a true power guy in a weight room or in a ring. And I'm telling you, I, another guy I've seen in a gym, uh, and uh, just uh, crazy strong. Well, you said guy, you said guys are bodybuilders, not may not necessarily be that's that true. power guys, but right. he. Visually, looks like a not even a human being. That, no, <laughs> thickness is crap. Way to put it, right? Oh, he's, really? He's like another. He's a warlord. He's not uh, even a human. There was like six, seven, six, eight. A I mean, monster, a giant man. I saw him in a locker room wrestling at some Nissan car dealership in a parking lot. Probably body slammed a car. <laughs> no, we were wrestling for this guy Tom Jeanette. Yeah, right? he was a little bit of a thief. And um, he's <laughs> selling promoters. Wait a minute, wait a minute, used car guy? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we saw him wrestling shows. I, I was wrestling Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty, you know, Scotty Too Hotty. The worm. The worm. I was. I think I wrestled Scotty every show, and we, so we did a good match. You know, we we're like two undersized guys that would just work hard, and and it was hot as hell, and the canvas is burning because the ring's outside in the parking lot, and I got to wrestle barefoot, and the canvas was so hot. We get it. We get them working. Scotty, Scotty, the body. Oh, Scotty, the body. Scotty, too hot. He says to me, "Geez, Tash, you were really going like you were working so fast. I couldn't keep up. With you. I was trying to slow you down. I got my feet were hot." <laughs> <laughs> Hot to shoot. <laughs> but anyway, I'm talking about Warlord. He was in a locker room, and I remember he sent some one of the kids that was helping out, like getting us coffee or whatever in the locker room, uh, a gopher guy. I, I thought that's what you were going to be set, but you didn't turn out that way. You're a star now. Um, but, and he sent to the supermarket, and he literally bought two like giant bags of grapes and a watermelon that could feed a village in Guam. <laughs> And, <laughs> For a month, and <laughs> Warlord ate this fruit like uh, 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 like he lived in a tree. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't believe <laughs> the pure mass amount of fruit the guy just before he worked, and and he's like. Hey, any of you guys wanted this stuff? Now look at it, bro. And he's like eating it like he's going to the chair. I was like, he's like, you sure don't want no grapes? Now I'm good, bro. Thanks. He, he ate the twigs out of the grapes too, right? He didn't pick, pick them off. Killed it. I, the-, the watermelon was giant, like a family, like something you see at like Costco's watermelon. But he ate the skin even. Something you feed like a flea market. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
It's unbelievable. Uh, what number are we up to? Uh, I'm number six. All right, go ahead. Uh, I got Tony Atlas, Mr. USA. As a kid, you'd see me just pressing guys over his head like they're nothing. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and no just doubt. toss them and chuck them. Might have been one of the yeah. first guys to do a press. Yeah. She with a human being in the ring. Yeah, he was, he was just muscle on what do you muscle. you think, Mike? One of the first guys to do a press? Yes, definitely. Yeah, Tony I Atlas. I so. think so. All right, so uh, number six. Tanae, you're up. I'm up at five now, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Not, oh, because you gave your uh, your six was Warlord, correct? My six is Warlord. Five is Scott is Scott Flash Norton. Mm, wow, great pick! Thank you, thank you. Six. God, I know Scott, and I didn't have him. Damn. How, how do you not have Scott Norton? I don't six, know, man. Six, but I six forty, six forty bench. Bro, Jesus Christ! Jesus, I'm, I blew it. Our, our arm arm wrestling background that is animal. absolutely amazing. And here, and speaking, you just said the word animal. The, the reason that I have Scott Norton on here is I remember that. In an interview, they asked Road Warrior Animal, and, and I think you could probably make a case to have Road Warrior Animal yeah. potentially even even on this list, right? Road Warrior Animal said, out of all the Minnesota guys, and that encompasses some ground if, when you remember that group, yeah. he said, nobody close to Scott Norton. Wow. And that was good enough for me to make him number five. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. I, I don't know why I didn't have him on there. Yeah. You know what? I just heard Scott on a, on another podcast. There are other podcasts, believe it or not. What? Yeah. I heard him on another podcast. He said, yeah, the Red Warriors got him in the business. Why would you Why would you even say that? Because I'm talking about Scott. Oh, right. And uh, he, he claimed uh, he was the number one arm wrestling guy. And he, he seemed pretty, uh, he didn't seem like he was bragging or anything. He was just kind of giving the facts. So, yeah, to be a number one arm wrestling guy, those guys are monsters. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, he's a good guy, too. I was in Japan with Scott. And uh, legitimate strong dude. I witnessed a, a fist fight with him and Tony Holm. Uh, How'd that go? Hall Rock you, should, you should take a look at Tony Holm, by the way, if you haven't Tony seen what he Tony Holmes. I don't. Tony Holm, Mike, please smile him up. Who's uh, Tony Holm? Probably knows him as Ludwig Borger, right? There you go. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. And uh, WWE Mark. Yeah, you go. And we were in New <laughs> Japan. We were Pungi. It's an area of New York. Uh, New York, of Tokyo, Seth. Uh and yeah, we was partying a little bit. The guys and uh, I don't know what happened, man. And they just went at it. <laughs> and what was the result? No, nah, it was a, we we got in. Me, just a scrap. It was like me, Hawk. I think I want to see Scott Steiner might have been there. Uh, the Malenko brothers, I think we we all broke it up. You know, we just started hanging out and partying and just drinking, stuff, drinking a little bit. And I don't know what we don't even know what happened. They just got into it. I mean, just. And it was like it was like it was like King Kong versus Godzilla in Tokyo, <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> people like oh, people screaming, little women running around. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. But uh, imagine all the cool shit we'd see on cell if you guys had cell phones back in the day. Oh god, all the cool videos would be out there. All those fa- fights. You'll also be a lot more arrests too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you think? <laughs> maybe not such a good idea. Oh, maybe not. All right, number five, five for me. What do you got? I don't know if you know, I said uh, I was trying to guess Tanae's. I said DB before. You know who the DB is? Dino Bravo. Yeah, yeah Dino course, Bravo. you're predictable. That's how I know that. I'm predictable because Dino Bravo's in WWE. I'm in WWE. Right, 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 Dino right. Bravo's bench is 700 pounds. I know, I know. On TV because those those plates were real. They were all real. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> Completely legitimate. He was a strong man. Though. Yeah, right, Dino Bravo was a yeah. horse, man. No, there's He's no a doubt. giant. He was a thick, powerful guy. Yeah. I never met him. And even you before know Mike, Mike you know I did not. I did not know Dino Bravo. Yeah, I didn't know. But he worked... I know he worked for a lot of years before he got to WWF. Where the hell is he's he? Canadian. He's, he's, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah and then he, he wasn't as big back then, and all of a sudden he got real big. Uh, he did. Yeah, yeah, gigantic, strong, benching 700. A lot of those guys back then got real big out of nowhere. Uh, amazing. 
They just started training hard, no, saying their prayers, eating their well, vitamins. No, I talked about nutrition. It was yes. more education yeah. back then. All right, so <laughs> here we go. Number five is to be, milk. We'll take a break. Excuse me, Mike? They drank their milk. Oh, they drank their milk. I thought you were telling me to take a break, because coincidentally, we have to, take, time a to take a break. Yeah, after, so after your five. No, how about I do what I want? Okay. I will do my five as a lead in to the break. Ooh. I mean, not a lead in, a hook to Ooh. the break. Taz is five. Oh, tease it, tease it. Go ahead. I just did. That's it? So, yeah, I'm going to go to break. We'll be right back. But uh, this fantasy draft edition right here. <laughs> Top 10 strongest. recovery. <laughs> Smooth, right, bro? I'll give you my number five when we come back and the rest of the shindig here with Tanae and Seth. We'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. This is break time. This is break time. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We are back right here on the Uber Podcast. She, I am Taz. Tanae is on the hook. I got Seth in the studio here. And we are doing our top 10 strongest grapplers, uh, basically, I guess, of all time. Including current, so I have number five. I'm up. It's up to me. I'm up to number five with the great Ken Patara. I have at number five. Patara? Yeah. Well, you, you know what I'm talking about? You say Patara. I say Patara. Okay, whatever, man. I'm just telling you, he's number five. He's smart ass. Right. Okay, so he's my number five. I think that uh, no one can argue with uh, you know Ken Patara being in in a top five of any sorts. Nevertheless, top ten for strongest. It was Olympian, right? I mean, he did his whole thing, World's Strongest Man competitions in the ring, that full Nelson he did. It was just uh, everything about him. It was just, you could just tell he was a strong, legit dude. Love the pick, and uh, he's still to come on my list All right. as we get to number four for me. And the reason that I slotted Scott Norton at five and this gentleman at four, uh, and, and the numbers are absolutely amazing, my number four is Ted Arcidi. Okay. 705 bench. Yep. But the reason that I slotted our CD and Norton at four and five and not in the top three was because they pretty much were limited to the the, the massive numbers just in the bench. You're, you're going by you're going you're using weightlifting numbers, Mike. But, that, but it's, 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 a, com- it's a competitive oh, number. What's wrong with that? Again, look. Okay, so you want to talk about Ted? Look, I have Ted Arcidi. He is on my list, just okay. so you know. Okay. okay. I'm, I, I'm, I was a fan of him as a strongman, for sure. And probably one of the smoothest workers you've ever seen. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he, was, he was the second coming of Rey Mysterio. Exactly. But, I mean, you know, you're, you're doing the cliche. He benched 705. I mean, yeah. he did. And do you know what kind of shirt he was wearing? What, did, what, did you I know what kind of shirt he was wearing? Did I not bring up wraps and suits earlier? Yes, the bench press shirt adds a lot. I worked out with a bench press shirt. It adds numbers. I'm not saying that he didn't have a legit 705. But I'm just saying I'm not talking about numbers. That We're doing a top 10 strongest guy. We don't need numbers. You keep throwing I'm, out numbers. I, but I'm telling you really that I realize that this is not my level of expertise. Yeah, so that you know, in many instances, to separate guys, I went to the numbers. Right. But I'm telling you the difference was that I, that I pegged them because of, I think my top three uh, were effective in more things than just the bench. All right, hold on, Mike. I got to tell Seth something off air. This is not for air. We got to book someone different going forward for fantasy drafts instead of Mike. All right, well, he's dropping. <laughs> All right, I think he's dropping. I think we're right, cool. Sorry, bro. I will edit that. All right, so uh, you there, what, Mike? What about what about uh, the, the 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 vampire guy? What was his name? Zombie uh, Zombie Four Eighty Nine. <laughs> that was an old old. 
<laughs> no, we're not going to have the fans. Uh, in, yeah, in, I think you should have them in studio, actually. Yes. You, <laughs> I you, do. You, it's you, Seth. You, you, got, you got one of them in there. <laughs> I found Seth. He is the zombie. Um, mm. Yeah, so you got uh, you got Ted Arsini in the fourth spot, huh? I do. All right, I feel you. I feel you. What do you got, Seth? You're strong and fairly strong. You think? Like yeah. my portfolio. Uh, yeah, I got Bruno Sammartino, number four. Okay. We'll uh, original about. Italian strongman. Yeah, you know, yeah. And he was, I believe, wrestling and weightlifting legit back in Italy before he came over. Is that sure correct? was. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. 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 He's so definitely strong. Yeah, you know, yep. we, we said it all. I had him at nine, you know, as we know. And uh, I'm going to give you my number four, a guy we brought his name up. Not old school, new school, Brock Lesnar. Another fella I had the opportunity to be in a gym with, Kurt Angle and I and Brock, when Brock was first starting in the WWE, and Kurt and I were both in the WWE, Brock well, was a young guy, a new guy, and he drove with us. And, and we had a lot of fun. I mean, and Brock was the green guy, so, you know, he... <laughs> And uh, we had a lot of fun, but we go to you know we train all the time during the day, and so I had the opportunity to train on a regular basis with Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. How's that? So uh, a pretty good guy, yeah. And well, Brock kind of trained on his own, did his own thing. We're going to gym, you know, and the amount of not just the weight this guy would sling around, but the way he'd sling around bodies in the ring. And you talked about Danny Hodge, Mike, at the top of this podcast about grip strength, and he was on your list. And Brock, another guy, just not just amazing thickness and muscle, but his grip strength, uh, as his success as a as a, an All American wrestler at University of Minnesota, with a great Big Ten wrestling program there. And if Brock didn't go into the WWE, the pro ranks, he probably would have, I think, probably done pretty well. Maybe uh, all the way up into the Olympics, you probably could definitely say that he was that good of a heavyweight at Minnesota. So as a collegiate wrestler, but. You know, international wrestling is a totally different thing. So, I mean, you know, different level. But I think Brock would have done well if he didn't get into the business. I think he's doing pretty well for himself. I mean, so... uh, (laughs) He's all right. From what he did with UFC to WWE and all this stuff. But I would say Brock... Now, again, I talked about short muscle group. When I mentioned Brock earlier, this is a guy who's not... This is more of a long muscle group guy. So, which is rare to have... Not rare, but you don't see it as often with that much power with a long muscle group guy. You know, so, uh, uh, you know, that's the deal on that. So, I got Brock over there. I love it. See, that's the insight that I was looking for from you. I'm surprised it took this deep into your list to, to give us that kind of insight, but nonetheless, that's what we were looking for. Uh, Again, remember that note I had? <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah, yeah Zombie Freak 413 yes. <laughs> is going to replace me next time. <laughs> Who are we up to here? Top uh, three. Oh, here we go. Top oh, three. Yeah, Mike. Top three. Uh, it, as you had mentioned, uh, Ken Patera earlier, I have him at three. What an interesting story, Ken Patera. Uh, really was when you when you look back at at how he evolved into being a weightlifter. He was a shot putter at BYU. Huh. Uh, I believe a gold medal shot putter in the in the Pan Am Games. Went to the Olympic trials as a shot putter and a disappointment. Turned to weightlifting. And again, tremendous in the Pan Am Games as far as weightlifting goes. But when he went to the Olympics. He did not fare well, did not place in the Olympics in weightlifting, even though the guy who, year after year, Taz, you might remember back in the 70s, the famous Russian weightlifter, Alexiev. Of course. I mean, just, you About know. 600 pounds. Yeah, yeah. For, for, for that era, nobody even close, right? No, no doubt. When they interviewed him uh, at the Olympics, he said, Ken Patera is stronger than I am. Wow. Which really? I thought was a pretty ringing endorsement. Wow. At, I, didn't, I never point. knew that. What was it, Alexei? Oh, I, I think it was, was it Vas, Vas, uh, Vasily Alexiev? Something like that, the, yeah. The, Vasily Alexiev. I mean, he was very famous. He was on Wide World of Sports. Oh, God, for years. Very, very... Week after week. Huge man, yeah. Um, 
ah, I'm drawing a blank. Seth's looking it up. Google Boy's checking it all out. Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you got uh, Vasily Alexiev. That's it. So you're right, Mike Vasily. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up set here. Set 80 world records. 80 Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. I and said gold medal 72. 72. Yeah. 72 gold, and, uh, and which would have been Munich. Wow. And 76. And 76, yeah. Well, there you go. Boom. Dominated for Who do you got this? And he died in 2011 at, age, uh, at the age of 69. Wow. Hmm. Who do you got at number three, Seth? Number three, I got Brock Lesnar as well. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right, see, we're he's, kind of floating in that same world here. He's a beast. My number three, I had Doug Furness. So, Mike, today's <laughs> over here throwing around, you guys don't have this guy. I love it. I love it. You schooled me, baby. you damn right, son. <laughs> Let me tell you, Furness, legitimate powerhouse. Um, like you said, he was short. I got to tell you, he was a little bit taller than me, and I'm like 5'11". So, he probably had... He was... I'm not really 5'11", but um, he... I think Doug... I don't think Doug was that short of a guy. But then again, he was like, I don't know. Uh, just right right at six feet, maybe. Just under. No, so, um, <laughs> yeah, but he was uh, a very, very powerful guy. His quads were used legs. You know, huge, just powerful guy, thick guy. 5'11". Now, he um, he didn't go to Auburn. Where did he go to school? Tennessee. Tennessee, that's right. I knew it was down south somewhere. Good guy, too. Real good guy. So I Wonderful first, guy. What's that? Wonderful man, Doug Yeah, first. definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, I dug at three. For sure, legitimate right there. Who do you have at number two, Mike? Number two, I have Bill Kazmaier. Okay. Get, he's not even a pro wrestler. What? The Bill Kazmaier wasn't a pro wrestler. No. Where did he wrestle? What are you talking wrestle about? Wrestle for WCW for like a week? A week? Come on. Who can't tr- tr- trust me? And they're matches that you really should go back and watch. Really? Because they're not good. I was going to say, really? Yeah. <laughs> they're not even close to being good. You, 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 but you do have Come to on. watch them. Come on. No, I Bill don't Kazmaier, have to Bill Kazmaier, late 80s, uh, WCW era, uh, NWA era, Bill Kazmaier, watch them. Mike, those. that's all you got. Come on, Vern Gagne and Brian Reagans. those guys? Multiple no. times, Bill Kazmaier uh, won the strongest man in the world competition. 660 Listen, bench. I'm not not look. He's a commentator for the World Strongest Man for years. I know very well who Bill Casbury. They call him Kaz. Hello, I'm Taz. He's Kaz. So I know who Bill Casbury is. Don't please don't tell. And, and, and then why would you say that Bill Casbury was never a wrestler? Because he was not known. He wrestled for such. a... How long was his career? Look, Seth? look at look at look it up. Look it up, Seth. He's looking it up. Oh, yeah, boy. He, looks like just a couple of years. Not even. Well, what do you Japan. mean? What's wrong with a couple of couple, couple years? Yeah, We're asking who the strongest wrestler in New Japan pro wrestling. Well, you know what? Was pound cake by Van Halen. You know why he got to New Japan? Because Brad Rangus got him there. Because Brad got me there at the same time. Thanks, Brad. Brad Rangus. Um, why did he bring you back? They brought him back. Why did they bring you back? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just joking. Please, please just jump out of the window. Please. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that pick, Mike. <laughs> so, uh, I don't like that. Well, pick. Since, since this is my last fantasy draft, it doesn't much matter. Well, how did you know? Who told you that? Did you tell himself? <laughs> you, no. you, you know, you overhear things. Oh, right, overhear things. <laughs> so, right. yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> Mike, I'm uh, sorry, Seth. Who do you have at number two? Number two is an oxymoron because I have the world's strongest man at number two. That doesn't make sense, does it? Oh, uh, you have Mark Henry. I have Mark Henry at number two. WWE. 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 
WWE. What do you have? You have a problem with WWE? No, I don't have a problem at all. But you're problem with me? No, but you're not vast enough. V a s t. You're not vast enough. That's nothing to do with WWE. I'm not vascular enough. No, you know, you're a douche. No, what I'm saying is, you got to spread your well. You got to spread your knowledge. You listen. You can't come out here with Tanae and I if you don't have the if you don't have the the aptitude and the education and and the legacy in your brain. My guys are all legit strongmen. Oh God, you just because the guy's called the world's strongest man. You got Mark Henry on the list. I'm I'm a Mark, so I got Mark on the list. All right, can I give my number two, Mike? Is that going to go good? It's Go. today. You fl- throwing a flag on Mark, okay. on Mark Henry? Uh, I'm going to kill this guy's oh. microphone, and he actually has to kill his own mic. How about that? <laughs> um, my number two, I would love to say neither of you guys will have this guy on your list, but it's late in the game here, is a guy that my man Seth will not know, but today will. Mr. Jeep Swenson. Oh, my God. Come on, World Mike. class, baby. Give me some knowledge. Bring it. Bring it. Oh, Jeep Swenson, built like a Jeep. Oh, my God. Um, Animal. One of the me? thickest guys. Now, were you... I, I can't imagine. You were never in the ring with him, were no, you? No, thank God. No. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> and again, a guy who really... I mean, uh, since, since you want to knock Bill Kazmaier, Jeep Swenson probably only wrestled for a couple years. No, come but on. But Jeep, Jeep Swenson, world, world class. No. Uh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have him that high on the list. But, oh, uh, but, but again, I'm going to defer to you. You know, he's on WWE Network right now. Like, there's a picture of him under Greatest Managers, one of those round tables. I was like, I didn't know who that guy was. Now I see this picture. It's the same picture they use. That's Mr. Jeep Swenson. Check how long his career was, Seth, please. Greatest oh. Managers? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a manager. No. There is a, on WWE Network, they have round tables, and one, the image on my screen, the thumbnail, is he's, it's that guy. I was like, I don't know who that guy is. Jeep Swenson. Yeah, so... Yeah, Mike. I, first of all, I think he's wrestled longer than two years, and he, uh, you know, I, maybe I used to see a lot of world class programming. He died I at see. forty in ninety seven. Yeah, he was uh, definitely uh, a monstrous individual and just known as a <laughs> pure powerhouse. Who was his manager? Uh, Gary Hart. <laughs> it was actually it was. It was. How long did he wrestle? <laughs> It looks like 88 to 96. Oh, there you go, Tanae. You're wrong again. Yeah, there's so, no Bill Kazmaier. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of three, four, five, seven years. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Two matches a year no, for five no, of the years. But, 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 but that's okay. He was a monster. All right. So that's my number two. Number one. Here we go. Drum roll. Tanae, what do you got? But you know you're going to hate this because you just blasted Seth. Mm. I got Mark Henry at number one. The way, the way I look at it, Mark yes. Henry not only has the numbers... He has, uh, as far as Olympic lifting, power lifting, it, it, you know, what, what, what can I say? I had to defer. I had to make Mark Henry number one. And I guess, Taz, did you have Mark Henry on your list, period? I, let me explain. First off, Mark Henry is the most, one of the most modern-day legit strongmen going. I agree. Just like I had in when we did a previous fancy draft show, I when we did the world's uh, most craziest gimmicks and we had a little confusion, and I had guys like Kamala tied at first with the original Sheik, and I had Abby at one. Same thing with a Mark Henry, and also I don't want to stooge off my number one yet. Mark Henry, and I had Ivan Putsky along with my number one, which I'll name in a minute. So I had Mark Henry. I didn't think doing Mark Henry. 10 through 2 was enough justice. I was busting your chops, Seth, when I said Mark Herring. But Mark, legitimate, no doubt. So, Mike, you have my number one? I do. I'm okay with that, Mike. Thank you very much. I'm not okay with my number two, Mark Henry. I'm actually not, no. Because he's better than number two. It's crazy, right? There's so many layers to me today. These guys don't understand. Yeah, you're you're a very complex man. I really am. Angry, period. Very angry. Uh, Who's your number one there, guy? I got uh, Ken Patera. All right. Good Uh, job. Can't can't argue it. No problem. And and I got my number one drum roll, please. A guy we mentioned. I don't remember. Tanae had him somewhere. I had uh, Ted Arcidi. Well, there you go. 
Uh, and look, Ted Orsini to me, I mean, uh, whew, you know, he benched 705. <laughs> That's it? I just got killed for saying that. Five minutes ago. Somebody please check the tape. <laughs> no, I said that as a joke, but he did bench 705. And he did have a bench press shirt, which usually adds about, I don't know, maybe 40 pounds. So he's still benching. So you picked him apart when I had him, knowing that you had him at number one. So that's, what that's I got hot. Was, you were just upset that I had him at four and got to tell the Ted Arcini story because I, 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 I won up to you on that. Ding. He's, a wor- he's working this list, Mike. <laughs> I work a little. Jesus. Yeah, so. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> All right, look, we're done. We're done. With no honorable mentions, which really is disappointing to me. Oh yeah, we know you can do some. Mike. I just look up Swenson though. You know, uh, he played Bane in 1997, Batman and Robin, and he also, when he died, Hulk Hogan and Davy Boy Smith gave eulogies at his funeral. Those little uh, good Hulk tidbit. Hogan and Davy Boy Smith. Yeah, at Swenson's that. funeral. Interesting. Yeah. I want to say one honorable mention. Uh, a guy that is another guy that could have been on this list, and none of us mentioned, which was interesting, and that was Rick Steiner. Okay. Rick Steiner. What about Scott? Well, Scott's a. I mean, you could say Scott too. I, I have Scott on my honorable. I I, I I agree with Scott on honorable. I only go on by Rick because I've tagged up with Rick. I've tagged with Rick and Scott as a team. When I tagged with them as a six man, I was hurt. I was manager. I had a neck brace on. I was all screwed up. But one time when I was healthier, I believe I just tagged with Rick and I saw what he was doing to dudes. And I heard about his reputation and. Scott, same thing, right? Another legitimate the body on Scott and this and that. But Rick, I just think, I don't know. I don't know who's stronger. I think maybe Rick, I don't know who's stronger. Mm-hmm. The weight room in their prime, who knows? Splitting hairs. I guess, okay, the Steiners. I'll put both in my honorable mention. Uh, let me ask you guys a question. What about, I mean, and I can understand none of us had him on the list, but Big Show is pretty strong, no? Oh, yeah. yeah do, do, do you remember when I talked about Bam Bam Bigelow? Andre the Giant and the Big Show, and I mentioned how do we categorize uh, that kind of st- that that kind of strength? You, I, I don't know that you can really categorize uh, it or quantify uh, it. You can see that's because you don't really know what you're saying. So this is the I you, admit that this is <laughs> this is how you do it. The reason is those guys they 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 have so much more body weight on their opponents, so they could appear much stronger just because they're purely just so much heavier. True. You know, and that, that's the reason. These guys that I want on my list, none of these guys were like, you know, 400-pound guys. Uh, Mark Henry was uh, honorable mention or whatever. You guys, ha- Mike had him at number one. You had him somewhere at number three, two. four, two. So, I mean, but Mark's a huge man, you know, and, and uh, I, I don't know. Well, you're in the ring with Big Show. I mean, how strong is I've that I've been guy? in the ring with Big Show. I've been in the ring with Undertaker. Uh, Big Show is very strong, no doubt about it. Um like I said earlier, man, the strongest guy I've ever was in the ring was Stock the Dead Steve Williams. Mm. Ain't no nobody came close. Wow, I'm talking about nobody. I mean, for me, I'm just talking about oh, for me. That's good so for me. that guy was just uh, unbelievably strong. I mean, he made me look good, and I need all if I can get. Taz, I would like your reaction. If I could just throw out three or four names, these are either honorable mention or ones that I would just want your gut feeling on. Shoot, let's start. I've got four names here. First one is Bill Goldberg. Yeah, another guy you could say. I mean, definitely uh, he played football for the University of Georgia, as you yes, know. Um, big dude. Uh, genetics. Another guy, just look at him, just tremendous genetics. Athleticism, first step explosion. You could see his body. I don't know why I didn't have him on my list. I, I, don't, I don't think he was ever looked at as a strong man type right. guy. But although, although, look at guys like the Big Show or the Giant at that point being taken up and held in the jackhammer. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> hey, how about this guy, Mike? You'll you'll appreciate this. Another guy I just thought about that we never mentioned, and I'm mad at myself. 
Uh, Hernandez, not Hercules Hernandez, Hernandez. Yep. You know, big uh, Sean Hernandez. Yeah, Sean Hernandez. You know that was in TNA and and Lucha Underground. Now, um, dude, that guy, Mike, you and I've seen. Uh, that that is that's one muscular, big, that's thick a son of a gun. Kid, he's a hoss. Let, let me let me ask you dude. these couple others just for quick reactions. Bobby Lashley. Oh wow, another guy, muscle on muscle. Another guy that's so powerful. I mean. Uh, twitch muscle strength, twitch muscle. You Explain. Know, yeah, fast uh, twitch. Fast twitch, you know, just, just how, um, how do we put it in more? Uh, just quick, uh, how quick the muscle react to, to flex, to grab, to strength, to power, to explosion. You know, like twitch, like torque. Uh, talk kind of talks a little longer. Twitch is quick. He has that quick, man, that's just hard to explain, like Lesnar has. That's where there's similarities between Lesnar and, in my opinion, and Lashley. And they say that about uh, top athletes that have the fast the twitch, twitch muscles. Yeah, 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 man. That's what it is. It's a little tricky to explain. I mean, I, sh- I guess I should have stayed in that kinesiology class that I was in in college. <laughs> <laughs> two, two more quick names just to run by you. These are Bob, six bucks a piece, by the way, for you. Bob Sapp. Oh, yeah. Another the guy beat. who, you know, did all that stuff um, in Japan. Uh, very big, big, powerful, thick, strong man. Um, definitely a strong man. I... I I don't think he had a reputation in locker rooms as that, though. Um, mm-hmm. Just a big, burly, powerful, giant man. Another football player, I think. He, um, played yep. for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, or something yep. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think of him as a strong man, but Jesus, he's just a monstrous guy. Yeah. And the, and the last guy that I wanted your reaction on was John Cena. Oh, God, that's a great point. Man, how did we not think of Cena? I mean, I have all these guys on there, but I just wow. didn't have a way Cena to, to, sure. to, to, to rank them. And I, I, I've been I've been dying to get your reaction. That Cena is a is a weight room junkie. Um, they just showed footage of him like benching, like yeah, four no, plates no, on there. Or he's something. an animal. Yeah. No, he's always been an animal. I think he, when he was young, he did some powerlifting as he was before he broke into business or something like that. Uh, and then he just leaned out, his body still thick, strong, former offensive lineman at Springfield College, mm. um, a little small D2 school up in Massachusetts, um, Springfield, Mass. And you know what, man? That's a good point. Cena definitely could have been on this list. He's a cockstrong dude. No <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> for real. I, I forgot about Cena. I don't know how, but yeah, definitely, for sure. Super strong guy. Yeah, you can go on and on. There's tons and tons of guys. There's Ultimate so Warrior. many, so many powerful, strong wrestlers. At the end of the day, we know the world's strongest wrestler probably of all time was probably Taz. Was me? Huh? So, yeah. <laughs> actually, you know what? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. no, really, really. Going back, uh, explain because I mean I know that you were definitely into lifting. Oh yeah, a lot. Um, uh, but I, I was more a lower body strength guy in a weight room. I could sling a lot of weight, lower body. I had good strength. Upper body, I, I, I'm built like a bench press guy, but I, when I was younger, before I was br- really broke off in the business, um, my bench was a lot higher, but then shoulder injuries really affected my benching power. My lower body was always strong, and I have, for a shorter guy, I have great s- pulling strength. See, most guys either have pushing strength, pu- pushing, pushing. Bench. Bench, right. Or pulling strength, okay? Like pull downs or deadlifting. I, for a guy who was shorter, um, I actually have very long arms. For and I have shorter legs with long arms. I have like a 37-inch reach. <laughs> for a guy 5'8", I am, 
I mean, that's that's. I'm like a gorilla. I have long arms and short legs. <laughs> His knuckles are dragging so, yeah. around. So, so I was able to pull a lot of weight. You know, my pushing, because my arms are a little longer, even though I look like I'm a stocky guy, I actually have long arms. So my pushing and my due to my injuries were never as strong as they they should have been. My benching, but my pulling, any kind of bicep work, back work. I would do sumo style deadlifts, which was your toes would be pointing out. You take an inside grip as you deadlift, and I I would rep six plates, you know, six hundred pounds. Wow. I, I could get I don't know probably six reps. Damn, you know my prime. You know I mean so I had very very strong pulling strength, and that's what helped me with my suplexing. So who, who's the biggest guy you suplexed in your career? Uh, physically biggest. Uh. I don't know. Bam Bam's there. I nine one one's another guy. Who was that guy you feuded against? The UFC guy came in. You yeah, he wasn't that big. Paul Vons was a big guy, yeah. but he wasn't. Yeah, he was. A, he was a big guy. Nine one one maybe. What was he like? Nine one one was seven, big. Six, yeah, he was six seven. Uh, I don't know if I have a suplex Undertaker. I don't remember that match we had in SmackDown. Maybe not. Rock. I su- yeah, he was big, but Rock wasn't as big as these other guys. But um, I don't know. I mean, Bam Bam was just big, thick, heavy, heavy. Tough to lift, you know. Um, you know, I got to say, I will toot my own horn. If you watch a match I had, a pay-per-view in WW, I'm sorry, ECW at Asbury Park, I think it was Living Dangerously pay-per-view. And we had a table in the ring. I don't know if this was, I think this was the match when we broke the ring, I think. And it was a point in the match where I double leg, I lift up Bam Bam and drop him face first on a table. Bam Bam didn't want to go up, and I wanted to lift him up. And you could, if you watch that back, you'll see it. And I struggled, and he didn't want to go. I got him up, and I dumped him. And uh, then I realized, I'm like, wow, I, I guess I still have some strength in my body. You know? so, <laughs> got it. Yeah. So, but you know, it's different strength. Like you're in the ring, and you know, I knew that. Uh, you know, I was in a little bit of a tussle here with a guy who's a monster, and it's live, live TV. I got to get him over. I got to I mean get get him to bump. You know, but most of the times Bam Bam was a true gentleman and a pro, and the easiest guy to work with. But you know, at times I would tick him off, not meaning it. I just was, you know, he didn't take my shit, and you know, and and I loved Bam. I miss him. I love. I learned a lot from him, and I had a blast working with him. And he's a legend. But he was one of the bigger guys. I think I suplexed only because he let me. <laughs> That's why I suplexed. suplex me if I let you. Only because he let me. You know, to shoot. So because if he didn't want to go, he didn't have to. But that's it. Can we end the show, please? I mean, I got meetings. I got people waiting for me. I have, I have, I have a couple more honorable mentions, but I'm not even going to bring them up. Mike, how long? I'm not going to bring them up. I'm not going to bring them it. up because you know this is my last show. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted I wanted to go out with a bang. Redeem yourself. I wanted to yeah. redeem myself, especially after oh. last month's travesty. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the? Come on, do a quick guy. What's the honorable? Two, two quick ones. Yeah, please. Two, two really, really quick. Right back. Yeah, another guy you could say. I mean, uh, you know, it's super strong guy. I mean, sure. you know. Uh yeah, I mean put big show on his shoulders, man. Jesus, I mean yeah, we should have a top thirty here. I mean, uh, you <laughs> no, I know we can keep we can keep going. You just name guys that had muscularity. What are you gonna do here, Mike? I mean, we're... and and the last guy, Ahmed Johnson, too. I mean, you just you know you you can come up with list after list after list, and you sit there and you go, wow, what about this guy? Well, yeah. maybe we should have put this guy in here. Um, Ahmed Johnson, I would say yeah. I, 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 I don't need him on my list, but I would say, yeah, no. I hear you. Yeah, you know where we're headed. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's cool. Um, anyway, it's been an education for me. Thank you, Taz. Well, no, thank you, Mike, and uh, Seth was here, too. So uh, oh. I want to thank you both, Ow. and thank you all out there who downloaded and uh, subscribed to the show. Thanks, and thanks, listen. thanks also, everybody, my last appearance. Why do you got to interrupt me every time my, I do My final effects were sort of a, a goodbye wave <laughs> well, for everybody. No, no, no. No, Mike. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're not gonna. You redeemed yourself. I, I was. Did. I don't know how you heard about this, but I was gonna cut you loose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 there were rumblings. There were, literally. Uh, I was going to cut, but you know what? I, yep. I was getting instant messages on my computer here from the big brass at CBS. And yeah. They, they like you. They oh, want they you. Love me. They love me. Are they do. Kidding? They want you. So, so. We'll read about this in the dirt sheets later. Yeah, dirt sheets. Yeah. So, uh, that's it. We're done. So, that was a top 10 strongman fantasy draft edition. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, Mike Tanay. Yes, I am Taz. You are not. Goodbye.